It's Friday, April 1st, 2022. I'm Ben Bowden, and you're listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily podcast aimed to give you a simple and steady diet of God's Word. And to help us all prepare for this upcoming Sunday's sermon, and of course on Fridays we ask, uh, we try to answer your questions. And this is actually not your question, this is just a question that I that I get a lot. And so I hadn't really received this in an email here recently, but I get this a lot, and I've really thought about this a lot because this coming up Sunday I am uh, tackling the age-old question, the very issue that has shipwrecked many people's faith, and that is, how could a good God allow suffering? And uh, and so there's so many ways that I can take this. Of course, huge books have been written about this. Volumes of books have been written about this issue. And we, we need to tap into all these things. Uh, it, it's been argued that Christianity, um, as a worldview, has a more dynamic and holistic and um, satisfying answer to this question than any other worldview, any other religion, and especially secularism that understands the natural world is all there is, and so the best we can hope for is a better society. But Christianity has so much more to say, and of course we're going to be getting into this a lot on Sunday. What I want to do today is uh, is really answer the question, how do I walk through suffering in a faithful way? Because, you know, we can talk about worldviews, we can talk about philosophy, we can talk about all kinds of approaches, but the reality is, this is very personal. This is, a, this is an issue that all of us either have been affected with, will be affected with, or maybe are walking through right now, and that's the issue of suffering. Like, it, it's hard. It's tough. I remember when I wrote a paper on, in light of the providence of God, how should Christians view suffering and evil in the world? I was in seminary, wrote that paper, and I wrote it, <laughs> I wrote it in, I don't necessarily disagree with anything that I wrote, uh, that I wrote down, but it, it was about a year after that, that my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and then a year after that, he died, and I'll never forget just going back and reading that paper and think, oh my goodness, I had, I had no clue. It was not this this idea, this issue was not as personal to me as it is now. And so what I want to do is answer the question, how do you actually walk with God through suffering in a faithful way? Well, let me just put it like this. This is how I want to frame it. I want to frame it with with five anchor truths, or we could even say it like this. God makes five emphatic statements from Scripture that we can draw comfort from that will give us perseverance and endurance in the midst of suffering. Here they are. Number one, I understand. I understand. God throughout the Bible basically says, when it comes to your suffering, I understand. You know, every Christmas we read Isaiah 9, and it says these you know things about the coming Messiah. And it says that his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Now, that phrase is very interesting. Because uh, we have to ask the question, what makes a counselor wonderful? Well, is it not someone who walks through that? In other words, if, if, you, if you ask me to give you insight or advice on, um, on childbearing, 
I could tell you some things that like Lindsay, my wife, has told me, but I wouldn't be able to say, uh, listen, I know how you feel. You know, I, I've been there, done that. I can't say that. I could give you some advice based on a book or based on what Lindsay has said, but Lindsay could really give you some insight because she's done it. She's walked that path before. In the same way, when I counsel people who are going through such awful times because they've, they've lost a child and they're dealing with that kind of suffering, you know what? I can, I can, I can point them to scriptures and I can pray with them. But I can't say I've walked that path before, but someone who has walked that path, they wouldn't just be a counselor. They would be a wonderful counselor. They would be able to say, I know how you feel. I've walked that path. You know, when Jesus, when we look to him, we were reminded as Hebrews 4 says, he was tempted in every way just as we are. So we don't have a high priest who is unsympathetic, but one who is sympathetic because he was tempted in every way. He suffered he was crushed for our iniquities. He, he was in anguish to the point, as Luke 24 says, that he sweated drops of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. And, uh, and 1 Peter 3.18 says, Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. So we know one emphatic statement that, that, that we can draw comfort from, and that is, I understand. God is basically saying through the biblical storyline, is that I understand when it comes to your suffering. Number two, I am with you. This is what the Bible says over and over. God says to his people in the Old Testament, uh, fear not for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, he says in Isaiah. Uh, he, he says, I will never leave you to Joshua. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I am with you. And of course, Emmanuel means God with us. Like the old hymn says, When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow, for I will be with thee, thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. So remember, dear struggler, when you walk through suffering, when you walk through hardship, God is with you. Number three, I love you. All right, so again, we're looking at emphatic statements that God makes through Scripture that we can draw comfort from to help us endure in the midst of our suffering. The first one is, I understand. The second one is, I am with you. The num number three, I love you. In other words, I care. First, first John 3 says, this is how we know what love is, that Christ laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Romans 5, 8, God displayed his love in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That perishing has to do with, with um, suffering, uh, with wrath, the consequence of sin, which is death. That perish right there. We will perish if he would have never sent his son, Jesus, but we won't perish now. Because he sent his son, Jesus, driven by his love out of an overflow of his love for us and, uh, and, and through our trusting in him, we are saved. So hear God say when we look to the cross, when we think about Jesus, that he loves us. Number, number four, I am going to use this suffering in your life. 
So again, an emphatic statement that God makes through Scripture that we can draw comfort from in the midst of our suffering uh, to help us endure is that God is going to use our suffering that we experience in our pain. He's going to use it for our good and for His glory. You know what's worse than pain and misery? It's pointless pain and misery. But the Bible says something different. I mean, the story of Joseph, we know that what God, uh, what, what they meant for evil, which included a lot of suffering for Joseph, God meant it for good. In other words, God was using Joseph's suffering for his good, for others' good, and ultimately for God's glory. Or consider James 1. It says, Consider pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may become mature and complete, not lacking anything. So what's the pathway to uh, mature, uh, maturity and completeness? What's the pathway? It's suffering. It's trials of various kinds. Romans 8, 28, and we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's not saying that all things are good. It's just saying God uses all things, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the suffering, the trials, the tribulations, all of those things are used for our good and for his glory if we are in Christ. So five emphatic statements that God makes through Scripture that we can draw comfort from in the midst of our suffering so that we may endure. Number one, I understand. He understands. Number two, I am with you. He's with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Number three, I love you. God displayed his love for us and that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. He cares. He's not unconcerned. Number four, I am using this suffering. And then number five, I will not let the suffering have the last word over you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says that our outer self is wasting away, but our inner self is being renewed day by day. And then, he, and then the Apostle Paul, who suffered so much, and you in the same book, 2 Corinthians 11, you can see how much he suffered. He said, he said um, this light, momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Now, that, that tells us what we just said, that he's using the suffering, is preparing for us, is doing something with us. But notice how he talked about the affliction, how he talked about the suffering. He said this momentary affliction. In other words, it's not going to, it's not going to have the last word over us. It's not going to last forever. It's momentary. And so he goes on to say, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. Remember these five statements. I understand. I am with you. I love you. I'm using this suffering, and I will not let this suffering have the last word over you. Remember that God has, has pretty much said these things through Scripture, and, and, we, and they all come to a climax in the cross and the resurrection. That's God's emphatic way of saying all five of these truths to you, dear Christian. If you trust in Christ, this is real reality for you. And so as you suffer, endure until the end by holding on and standing firm on these truths. And in so doing, 
lift high the name of Jesus in all the earth. I'm Ben Bowden, and we will meet again next time on Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms.